All right, here we go. We got the bishop in the house. Welcome, bishop. Thanks for having me. Okay, this is where we start. Is uh, what is what is your name on your birth certificate? Uh, Joshua Glenn Wagstaff. All right, what's the what's the background? Uh, Glenn was my grandpa, my dad's dad. Uh, he grew up actually here in well, yeah, here in American Fork. Oh, nice. So, and the American Fork namesake. And Joshua is just a great name for a. To, yes. To name a kid. Yeah, good, good 80s name. <laughs> nice. So, so what year were you, were you born? Uh, 86. Nice. Very good. And where yeah. were you born? Here, American Fork. So well, you... it didn't fall, <laughs> didn't fall far from the tree. We nice. traveled around a bit. Yeah. But, um, Are your parents still in the same house? No. Okay. They, they moved around uh, quite a bit. So we, I was born here, went to California, Orange County, for two or three years. Then back to Alpine, then American Fork. So I grew up mostly in that house in American Fork, just by the temple. Hmm. And then in high school, they moved to Cedar Hills. And where'd you That's go to high school? At. American Fork. Okay. Caveman. Wow. Yep. So when you moved back here, I mean, was the plan, this is a long term, we're coming home, going to plan our roots or? Uh, like when you moved to this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I think um, we'll see. I don't know. We're. <laughs> We kind of, uh, we like adventure, so. Yeah, awesome. Well, we're going to get into all that. Yeah. So, But let's go back to your sure. childhood. Like what, yeah. what to maybe explain the, the layout of your, your family or. How- yeah, so I, my parents met in high school. I was born shortly after um, they graduated. And so then life kind of went on. I think they working stuff out so waited a while i've got one sister that's six and a half years younger than me so big gap only child for a while um but that's kind of how things started so just a sister and that's it yeah just a sister okay so smaller family for at least for lds yeah Yeah. right small for utah um but it was yeah it was good childhood good childhood what stands out about your childhood I think uh, probably traditions. We have a lot of family here. Like I mentioned, my my dad's family uh, was American Fork. My mom's mostly Alpine, uh, so everyone was close. We it seemed like we had traditions for everything. Yeah, uh, Christmas traditions, every holiday, summer, yeah. yeah, birthdays. Um, we'd always go camping up American Fork Canyon in the summer. Big family reunion stuff. So outdoorsy family, would you say? Uh, Yes, me and my dad for sure. My mom a little less, but she but you go come. camping. We'd Did go you camp. hunt? Yes. Okay, so you're yeah, a hunter family. Hunter, camping, hiking. Nice. Uh, that was kind of family vacations. Camping, and as a young so. boy, I bet. I mean, you <laughs> yeah. loved that. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. yeah, and it was great to be so close um, to just get outdoors. And yeah, head up the mountains. Head out whenever. Yeah, so it was a great childhood. Um, American Fork was a lot smaller back then. And so (laughs) friends and I, uh, we would just hop on our bikes and be outdoors and probably dates me. There used to be a blockbuster right by, uh, (laughs) I don't even know what it's called now. Um, Macy's, I guess used to be Orson's, but just downtown and we'd go right down and rent a movie or two movies, video games, and (laughs) just we're all over the place. So it was a fun childhood. Good place to grow up. Yeah. I I was thinking about that just yesterday about just our growing up in the eighties, early nineties, like it was just such a special time. I don't know. Maybe everybody feels that way about their childhood, but 
like we were talking about going to a movie over Christmas break and whatnot. And, and when I was a kid, that was like, like that's where you saw the movie where right. it's like, now it's like, well, we got four options on Netflix. We want to see that movie and, or we go to the theater, but it's kind of a pain to go, you know, but in oh, the eighties yeah. it's like, we're going to the theater. We're going to, you know, we're right. going to go to Blockbuster and find the titles. Right. Well, so. even, even music, we'd ride our bikes down uh, to Walmart. I don't know if you remember, they used to have a section with all their CDs mm. and you could go listen Oh yeah, the headphones songs, and so like there was no streaming, no Spotify. Yeah, it was, that's where you heard the songs. We'd go ride our bikes, the and then we'll yeah. go buy a CD if we want. So it was uh, <laughs> a lot. Yeah, uh, maybe not more adventurous, but it it felt like it. Yeah, it was fun. Nice. So, did you feel like did you have a pretty close relationship with your dad since you were camping and things? I mean, that usually creates a bond. Yeah, yeah. I um, we were. He was probably one of my best friends growing up. Yeah, definitely. So definitely with no brothers and so yeah. it's like he was kind of josh and dad going out yeah, for the sure going camping right so we that's had a, a good relationship was the the gospel pretty a strong foothold in your in your home growing up um yeah i mean we weren't perfect at family nights sure. and scripture reading <laughs> and i don't know that anyone is but uh yeah we uh were at church every pretty week and active, pretty regular pretty steady, active yeah. yeah nice um was, I, yeah, I, I was gonna say I love church in our neighborhood that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just a good ward, good good ward. Had a ton of kids my age, and so it was just fun. Yeah, fun to be there and yeah, kind of grow together. How would you uh, explain your faith development? Yeah, I would say that ward probably played a big role in it, and just the camaraderie that we had mm-hmm. as uh, just young men and young women too, even just the youth uh, had a huge impact on my life. And mm-hmm. I tell that to the youth that I'm with, you know, like these, those years, at least for me, were very formative of just building habits and building um, relationships that made me want to be at church and, mm-hmm. and do church things and, and go to scout camp and go to the temple. And so I think that really was just a strong foundation. Yeah. yeah. So pretty, pretty natural sure. uh, Utah yeah, raised, right. you know, yeah. you're, it's part of our community. I mean, I relate a lot to that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I imagine as, I mean, mission, when the mission time came, it wasn't a huge decision for you. It was just sort of like, this is what it comes next. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I did have, uh, you know, a lot of youth leaders, a good um, Sunday school teacher right before I was going on my mission mm-hmm. that was just great on um, kind of sharing his experience on a mission. Uh, really got me to dive deep into scriptures and had these little cards that um, he would pass out to our class. And I, it's been a while since I've looked at it, but basically... Um, you could put on a scripture and had a place for a lot of cross references and some notes of just like key scriptures, almost like a scripture mastery thing mm. from seminary. And you really got us into the scriptures doing that kind of thing. And then going into Sunday school, elders quorum really society and just sharing what we had learned. Oh, wow. And so for me, that was like huge and awesome. Like a year or two before I was going on my mission, really helping me to get into scriptures and prepare like, sharing and almost doing like a mini lesson. Yeah. Interesting. So, so this yeah. was a seminary class, a seminary teacher uh, Sunday or a Sunday school. school. Okay. Yep. So in your ward, 
And then you would walk into Elders Corner and yeah. like give a mini lesson. Yeah, we would we would kind of do the prep in Sunday schools mm-hmm. um, or in our Sunday school class and do it at home as well. And mm-hmm. his idea was like, yeah, you could use this as a lesson on your mission or if you're giving a talk just to have kind of a reference sheet. Wow. And then, yeah, I don't know how he worked it out, but a few times we'd go in and take five or ten minutes and just <laughs> share our little mini lesson. And That's cool. So it was, yeah, it was good. Nice. It was good uh, leading up to the mission and helped kind of solidify. Yeah. That's what I wanted to do. Any other, like growing up, any specific hobbies or interests that, that stand out? Uh, I was huge into paintball. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Like getting uh, all the equipment and I stuff? I had everything. Um, there was a shop right by Hobby Lobby, paintball shop. Um, I think a few people know him in the ward. I, peg leg paintball. So he was in a he was in a wheelchair. He was in a motorcycle accident, lost his leg. Oh, wow. Started this paintball shop. So we would go there like every Saturday and then go play at Art Die before that turned into the big sports complex. Interesting. Is. So that it, was it, like for years, every Saturday. So when was the last time you paintballed? Uh, well... <laughs> Actually, um, when was that? I think just last year, right before we moved back to Utah and Arizona, we took Logan with a bunch of friends mm-hmm. and uh, went. And it was it was fun. It yeah. was interesting to see how how much I had lost. So, oh yeah, <laughs> out of shape playing with a bunch of fourteen year olds. Yeah, but well, that's fun. Did, you, fun. did your kids enjoy? It? Uh, yeah. Nice. nice. Yeah. So. Cool. Maybe I'll get them into it more. I'll start a <laughs> award paintball group or hey. something. Hey, yeah. I mean, yeah. you're in charge. We <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, yeah. What Any other stories or memories from those developmental years that needs to be told, needs to be on the record? Or uh, I would just say, like, my role model-wise, I think, yeah, my dad was probably one of my best friends growing mm-hmm. up. My two grandpas had a huge impact just on um, work ethic, hmm. and so I worked. I, I hung wallpaper with my grandpa, my mom, or yeah, my mom's dad, for several years. Kind of my first that was job. his business. Or? Yeah, he okay. had a business. Wow. Uh, so that, and then, um, yeah, just spending time with them. They were both great at going out for a horse ride or fishing. Um, or just making time. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, that's huge and something that I've uh, want to keep going, I guess, yeah. is just spending time with those that you care about. Yeah. Are your grandfather still alive? Uh, one of them is. So oh, cool. my dad's dad passed away my senior year in high school. And then, yeah, my, my mom's dad's still alive in Alpine. So nice. Very cool. Still around. Growing up, if someone asked you what you wanted to be when you grew up, what would you say? <laughs> Uh, I had a very specific answer. Oh, wow. funny. This, this will make Kira laugh, but uh, conservation officer, which is <laughs> like a forest ranger. Okay. But I, I was a little nerdy as a kid, so uh, I had the official It was official mainly name, a, a job that would let you be in the outdoors? Yeah, sure. So like the guys that drive around the, I don't know if they're green anymore, but these green uh-huh. trucks drive around the mountains and... <laughs> That's awesome. I just figured you'd go hang out all yeah. day in the mountains. So yeah, it seems like a cool job. And that yeah. was that. Uh, how I, long did I that never, last? I never pursued it. Um, in high school, I took some drafting classes, and that kind of steered me towards engineering, mm-hmm. where I ended up. Um, and I, I don't know. I probably there was probably some conversations about 
which career path to take and <laughs> yeah. what might be better for me hey, long term. There's so. still time for a second career. I so know. maybe well, we, we did hike uh Temp Cave this last summer and ran into someone up there that uh is retired and decided to just kind of do that on the side hosting tours up there. So nice. there's still a chance. Nice. Yeah. Interesting. Um all right, so it comes time for a mission. Yeah. Uh, you've put your papers in any place you wanted to go. I didn't want to go to like an Asian mission. Mm-hmm. I was scared of the food. So <laughs> were you that, that picky eater? Like, or? Yeah, I probably am. Okay. Um, and I don't know. I love American Chinese food, but you were fish, afraid. Fish scared me. I guess yeah. I don't know. So interesting. Um, I didn't. I I took French in high school, so that was on the application. France right? was yeah right. Uh-huh. I was on the application. So, uh, so that interested me. And then where'd you get called? Uh, Belgium. So French speaking? Dutch. Oh, Dutch. That's yeah. right. Belgium, Netherlands. So uh, it's changed since, but when I was there, it was all of the Netherlands, uh, all of Belgium and the northern half of France, but the mission was split into two languages. So hmm. we were northern half of the mm-hmm. mission. And, and was, was that an exciting mission? Yeah. Call? Yeah. I was excited. Nice. Nice. It was a little overwhelming, but exciting. And uh, any anything stand out on the mission? Was there, yeah. I mean, just getting into it, homesick? Did you get right into it? Was the language easy, hard? Uh, so, yeah, the language was not super hard. I mean, it was, especially in the MTC. You think you're great and you've got it. And then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, first day out there on the street was another story, but... Um, I was excited to go. I remember flying in. So we flew, it was in Provo MTC and we flew into Atlanta and then, uh, overnight flew in and, um, I vividly remember flying into Belgium, um, and just seeing it. It was my first time ever being in a different country mm-hmm. and really outside of like the Western United States. And so just seeing all the farm fields and the old, I mean, they have so much culture there that we don't have in Utah Mm -hmm. because we're so young. So Mm -hmm. it was just amazing to get into there. Um, I remember my first night. So we went, we got there, got into the mission home. And then our mission president was like, we're going to have everyone go out and just do some street contacting um, first night. And uh, that was pretty overwhelming. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But uh, we ran into a guy that just uh, went off on us about Joseph Smith. And I remember thinking, like, how do you even know who Joseph Smith is? <laughs> like, we're <laughs> other side of the world. Yeah. And I'm just expecting kind of a blank slate for everyone. Um, and, you know, he knew, he knew everything. And so it was kind of a, huh. a wake-up call, like, yeah, I need to really be prepared out here. Yeah. Did you feel like your, your testimony was pretty solid going out? But obviously yeah. it... It uh, matures in the mission field. At least that was my experience, right? Definitely, yeah. yeah, yeah. It felt it felt solid, and I feel like the MTC was good um, to build on that and preach my gospel. Had been out, uh, I think, a couple years, mm-hmm. maybe. It was, it was still pretty fresh, and so diving into there was really good. But yeah. like you said, just being out there and studying mm-hmm. and and really. Um, living the gospel outside of Utah County. Anything else about the mission that stands out as far as your personal development, any stories, funny stories, anything? 
So, yeah, growing up without brothers, having a, a mission companion, same oh, wow. age, all the time, <laughs> was really eye-opening for me. And probably one of the hardest things about a mission was just learning to live with someone 24-7. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had amazing companions that I think the most impactful one on my life wasn't someone that I thought was amazing at the time and was actually really difficult for me. Um, but we were together three transfers. So what is that like Nine, five uh, months or I don't, I don't know how long, but it was yeah. usually at least in our mission, you'd, you'd switch companions um, probably every two transfers. Yeah. And so we were together a long time um, and it was just amazing to me to see like our friendship grow and it took a while. Uh-huh. There was like a lot of hard times <laughs> and uh, some some arguing and fights. And but like at the end of those three transfers, he was going home, and I remember both of us like we can't like we don't we don't want this to end at huh. that point. And so it's just something I think about being in the gospel together to see how those differences can be set aside. Yeah, and you can heal and and grow together. Wow. And so just. I think that time in my mission probably was the most impactful. Yeah. Working through that with him. Hmm. Uh, so you come for your mission and then uh, what was the plan at that point? Uh, Utah state. So I had a scholarship for engineering up at Utah state. Had so you done kinda, any school before or no, okay. I hadn't. Yeah. So straight from high school, uh, had the summer and then left on my mission and then came home right before Christmas hmm. um, and then started up at Utah State in January. So it was a quick... So you're on scholarship? Come home, yeah. Were, were you pretty, like, just academically, was that something that Yeah, and I think it at? was... Yeah, yeah, I think I I did well. It was important to my parents, too, so I definitely had a good mom that pushed me to... Kept you on track there. Yeah, keep good grades, uh, be an Eagle Scout and everything, so <laughs> I attribute a lot of uh, a lot of that to her keeping me on track yeah. so yeah um and then uh so from the starting at utah state that's when you were on the engineering track yes yeah yep yeah started out civil engineering and then got into some of those uh structural steel concrete classes decided mm-hmm. not my that was favorite it. thing and so oh, I see. no, no opposite, that wasn't, I opposite. See. uh but i still loved engineering so i went into environmental which was more chemistry water focus, oh cool so nice yeah and that's a, a bit of a change there. that's where you graduated yeah graduated from there with bachelor's and then went to byu for a master's degree oh nice civil and environmental so and then when does uh your wife enter the scene uh, way, way back before this. So oh, we, really? All we right, met, let's go yeah. back there. Let's hear it. <laughs> um, we met when we were 15 oh, in wow. high school. Yeah, so I, at the time, was living up by the temple. Um, I went to Mountain Ridge Junior High, which is up in Highland, and she was she lived down uh, by Shelley Elementary here in American Fork. She's American Fork Junior High. Uh, while, we, while I was in junior high, they built Lone Peak, high school, uh, which is in Highland. And they kind of gave us the boundary ended up being right outside our, uh, neighborhood. So we technically in American fork, but kind of gave us the option of whether we want to go to Lone Peak or, or American fork. So decided to go to American fork, um, was an awesome choice, obviously. Mm-hmm. 
and we met. Uh, we had an English class together, like sophomore year. Yeah, uh-huh. mm-hmm. yeah, tenth grade. So and that's where you. S- we met there. Yeah. Um, we, yeah, had mutual friends at first, and then decided that we like each other. So uh-huh. started dating, going to dances, oh, dated nice. through high school. So there's there there are dance pictures yes. of you two. Yes, in we high have several. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's funny to look back on those now and just realize how young we were. Yeah, and having a fourteen-year-old realizing he's like <laughs> a year away from when <laughs> when we met. So yeah. it's uh, we've known each other forever. Yeah. So you awesome, you date through high school? We did. Yep. Uh-huh. And then uh, obviously you went on so your mission, mission right yep. after. What um, was the what was the conversation? Yeah, we, <laughs> Take us to that moment, mission. We Kira, so yeah, so Kira dated while I was on my mission, um, and that was the agreement, or were you I, begging yeah. her to wait? Come I on, no, I, <laughs> I think there was an understand. Like, I don't, I'm not gonna make you be. I don't want you to be locked in your room while I'm gone for two <laughs> years, and um, I don't know that we had. Maybe we did, and I'm just not remembering. Like a huge conversation uh-huh. about it or about dating or waiting. Um, I think obviously we talked about, you know, life together and I can't wait to get her side. Of yeah. The she probably great. remembers <laughs> so much more than I do. Um, but we wrote every week, Wow, maybe missed a week or two, but, um, yeah. And I think we've talked about it since and like, I think it was so good to not be like, well, I don't want you to date anyone. We're going to get married as soon as I get home. Um, because, you know, she she grew too, and she mm-hmm. had life experiences, and uh, it wasn't hindered by, I got to completely stop what I'm doing in life. Yeah. For was she years. doing college and things during that time? She um, was working as a dental assistant, mm. and so she had done that in high school as part of, a, I can't remember what the program was called, but... When you have some release time and go gotcha. through that. Um, yeah, so she was working. She moved out with some friends for a little bit. Um, but yeah, I was just kind of working at mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Went back to, to college um, later after we were married for dental yeah. hygiene. But So uh, you left on your mission sort of hoping she would be around maybe when you got back. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, there wasn't like a, a promise ring or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, That's we cool. uh I think we planned on it. Um mm-hmm. but nothing like this you know, this has to happen kind of. So you come thing. home and obviously you're different people at that point a little sure. bit. So how long did it take or what was that transition like? Um we I'm trying to think of remember the the time frame. So it came <laughs> home in came home in December. Uh we had been writing the whole time, so and sending cassette tapes. I don't know if oh, everyone yeah. even knows what those are. That's awesome. Like yeah, and then you record, record over it and send it, it back, yeah, right? Send yeah. it back. So we've got boxes full of those. Um yeah, came back and still clicked and things were going good. And so we were engaged February, not Valentine's, I think it was a week after Valentine's. Oh, okay. So so like two months two, later, two or three months. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of like, yeah, we were we were hoping for this, and, and it worked out, and we're still feeling great. So yeah. let's go for it. Nice. nice. Why wait? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we got married in May that year. Cool. So I went up and did a semester at Utah State, and then got married after that. Nice. And then did you move to to Logan then? 
We did. We so over the summer we lived at her parents' house, actually in a, a like camper trailer, which <laughs> so romantic. So surprisingly, we've done a few times in life. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, we were there for the summer and then went up to Utah State, did four years up there, and then came back. Mm-hmm. And did the BYU thing right directly after? Yeah, right after. Okay. So we moved when we came back. We were in Eagle Mountain in a place out there and moved to Lehigh after renting out there for I think it was a year and a half, two years or something, <laughs> finishing up at BYU. Uh, we had our first son, Logan, up in Logan. Um, oh, that's where the name comes from? Uh, I don't know. We we always liked the name Logan. Uh-huh. And I don't, I don't know that it's specifically after the city, but <laughs> we tell them it's after... Uh, X-Men, Wolverine. Oh, if yeah, you, if you of know. course. That, that's yeah, maybe Logan, better. So it's a little cooler. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, we had him up there, and then Kira was pregnant with Gavin when we moved back down, and mm-hmm. so he was born 2012, shortly after we yeah. moved back. What, what's it been like being a dad, like the early on or just, you know, now you're yeah. 14 years into it? Yeah. It's... Good. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. What's been hard uh, I have, about? It? I have no idea what you're doing. I remember coming home from the hospital with Logan, and the nurse kind of hands him over and like, "Hey, you guys are good to go." And I remember thinking, like, "I are you sure? Like, I don't even know what we do when we get home with him." Uh-huh. Uh, but it's it feels like that's kind of been how life has been yeah. ever since. But it's it's rewarding. Uh, it's, it's hard a lot of, especially with Logan, he's a great kid. He's not a hard kid, but it's just the life experiences of being the first and Uh trying to navigate, uh, things as they come up. So it's, I I think every parent goes through it of Mm -hmm. trying to figure out how we do this. But, uh, what I like is they're all so unique too, though. Logan and Gavin are not opposites, but. In some ways, they are. Mm-hmm. And then McKinley's her own special mm-hmm. person, too. So it's fun seeing how they grow and react to life and and learn. And Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. It's, it's a lot, but it's fun. So going back to your career, you yeah. graduate with your master's in environmental engineering. Is that? Yep. Okay. Yep. And uh, what, what were you hoping to do at that point? Just find a good job or? Yeah. So I, it's kind of weird. Like I said, it's kind of a nerd growing up. Uh, maybe I still am, but I really like <laughs> treatment plants like water, uh, wastewater treatment plants. <laughs> really? Is, yeah. Kind of weird cleaning water. Um, so I always wanted to, to be involved there somehow. Uh-huh. And I, I did like a senior project with one in school um, came out of school. That's a little bit harder to find in Utah. We don't, I mean, we do some here. Our water is pretty good. Mm. So there's not a ton of treatment stuff going on. Um, but so kind of got more into storm drain design and transportation stuff off the bat, mm. but local firm here, Horrocks there just down the road. So it was nice and close yeah. when I started there. So how would you describe to like a six-year-old what you do every day? (laughs) Uh, We, when I, it's a little bit harder. When I I explain it or when we go do like stuff at schools, we usually build bridges out of uh, popsicle sticks, Uh which is kind of your stereotypical. (laughs) Yeah, that's the engineer. engineer, Yeah, sure. uh 
Uh, I don't do that. Um, so maybe I'm a little misleading when I go tell them <laughs> that's what I do. Uh, but I design pipes under roads to okay. convey uh, like sewer and water. Um, some pipes are huge. People maybe not don't realize that there's some places we've got eight foot pipes under the road. Wow. That we design. And then I did finally make it into treatment. So working on treatment plants and cleaning water is, the, is the polite way to say is it, this, I guess. Is this like sewage water or uh, both? Okay. Both. Yeah. So we do drinking and sewer. Okay. Um, uh, and, and, and drinking meaning that it comes from the mountain sure, or yeah. the here, ground or the whale? Here, here in Utah, we have great water. So it comes out of the mountains, springs, usually. Where's so, a place they don't have great water? Michigan, uh, I guess. Ar- Arizona. <laughs> oh, Arizona. <laughs> Arizona. Arizona. Uh, that water is, we call it surface water. It's coming out of like um, rivers and lake or yeah, lakes, reservoirs. So, and that's a, that's even more of a desert than here. So sure. that's sort of your only option typically. Like that's the water you have to work with. So you gotta make yeah, it clean. That's that's what you get. So there's a lot of cleaning and when you clean water, it just doesn't taste as good as straight out of the mountain. Yeah. So, yeah. So the water tastes a little bit different sure. there. I mean, it's, it's, it tastes different. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's bad, I guess, but it's right. still drinkable. All right. Don't don't be scared away. <laughs> yeah. So uh, where did you, because you lived in Arizona before moving here. Right. How long were you there? Uh, we moved there early t- 2019. Okay. So four years. And then maybe just give, where have you yeah. lived during your professional so, sure. career life? So yeah, Logan, then we moved Eagle Mountain, Lehigh. We're in Lehigh until we moved to Arizona. So oh, we were okay. down there in Mesa. So you graduated with your master's, you're living in Lehigh, Yeah, got a job here locally. Yep. And then did you find a job in Arizona? I went to Arizona. Yep. Yeah. And um, that's probably where that adventurous spirit comes in. You and Kira Um, looked at each other and thought, let's do it, right? Yeah. So Kira went to the Grand Canyon growing up and I think always just kind of loved Arizona and Mm -hmm. that experience and something we had thought about of, you know, let's give it a try sometime. So we'd kind of looked a little bit and then I saw a job open up for the city of Mesa down there as an engineer. And so applied, I flew down the December, January, uh, it was like 80 degrees. It's awesome. So that sold us on the weather <laughs> interviewed there. They called me back and then I started there in April of that year. And so we just kind of went down, uh, no family or friends, didn't really know anyone. You had two kids at that point? And we had three. three? So okay. McKinley was born um, 2014, so she was, I think, four when we went down there, mm-hmm. four or five. So we had all three kids, um, and that, yeah, was an adventure, learning or getting to know people and learning the lay of the land. Yeah, and, and it, it's got a, I mean, it's pretty and, saturated with Latter-day Saints, so... Yeah. Similar yeah. Utah feel, right? Yeah, a little little less, but similar. Yeah. So our church was actually closer than our church is now. So <laughs> that's a whole other story. Yeah. <laughs> I've got uh, several comment cards in uh, uh, to the stake, right. but yeah, a lot of <laughs> complaint cards. As if about they can that. do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, our church was just around the corner from our house in Gilbert, and then the, the school was right there. So ended up being a good, hmm. really good location. And yeah, when you moved there, was there an intent to stay for a long time, or you just thought this is what we're doing for a bit? Yeah, I don't. We thought probably around five years, but I we hadn't really ever 
said, you know, this is forever. This is a year. It was kind of, let's go give this a try. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I fell in love with it down there. We we made some really good friends. I think the great thing about Arizona, at least where we were, was a lot of people had come there from other states. And so a lot of people were just anxious to get to know others Mm -hmm. and they weren't kind of tied into we only do stuff with our family, so we don't mm-hmm. really reach out to our neighbors or get together with neighbors. And we we met a lot of good people that just became family. Yeah. Uh, so what was the moment or that turned your attention back to Utah to move here? Uh, we, so like, yeah, all our family's here. Um, kids are older. We're dealing with some stuff there that, you know, we thought maybe it's a good time to come back and be mm-hmm. around family, um, be around cousins and grandparents and mm-hmm. and whatnot. So started looking for a job. Yeah, yeah, found a job, um, which makes it easy to come back when yeah. you've got something lined up. So it wasn't completely dark, uh, but we loved it there. So we have our house down there still, and who knows? Maybe yeah. the next adventure will be back down there. Yeah, so, <laughs> right. Yeah, and now you served in a bishopric down there. Yes. And what was that experience like? Um, That was eye-opening, I guess I'll say. Yeah. So it's, I think you, at least I had kind of this idealistic view of what the bishopric was that, um, trying to think how to say it, but just (laughs) (laughs) not, not in a bad way, but um, maybe didn't almost put those guys on a pedestal growing Uh up. And then when you're there, and then you're when like, you're there, oh, yeah, I'm there's like, no pedestal. Yeah, there's no pedestal. <laughs> like, that's just we're just normal guys. Uh-huh. So, um, it it was good, and I think you know being in that in the bishopric kind of helped. Similar to here, being the bishop, just to get to know everyone in the ward, yeah, kind of puts you in a, a spot where you have an opportunity to interact with a lot of people, and um, that's great. Like that's that was probably my favorite part of it was just. Even just doing like temple recommend interviews just to get to know people mm-hmm. and have those interactions. Yeah. Awesome. So, so you move here in what was it, two years ago? We were here the end of last year. Okay. So that was our second round living in a trailer. While our, oh, wait, wait, okay. What's, was t- tell us about the trailer, the history <laughs> yeah. of the trailers or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, we just we came back. Um, the the housing market was not as great as it had been obviously back in 2020. So we, we came back just because family's here. We didn't have a place um, lined up or a house that we had found yet that we kind of fell in love with or an area we wanted to be. And so we, I came back probably a month or two before Kira and the kids looking around at houses. We found this one, um, loved it, but it wouldn't be done until I think it was done December 15th or something. So we, yeah, we were here a few months, um, maybe a month and a half living at Kira's parents' house. But at the same time they were remodeling their house. And so (laughs) it was all kind of like, we're all just eating off folding tables and we, we slept in, we have a camper trailer. We kept at their house. So we slept out in there, but just just made it work for a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so, I think that many people have sort of done that. Sure. You just yeah. got to get to the... Trailer, basement, apart, whatever. So Yeah. And you're desperate for the 
the developer to be like, okay, yeah, here's right, the key. On. Like, no, chop, like, chop. how about this week? Well, maybe two weeks. You know, yeah. It's always two weeks. Yeah, I think we drove down here probably every night. Really? <laughs> when it, just yeah, seeing just the progress. Seeing, like, is it done? What they do? They got carpet yet? So mm-hmm. nice. We were excited to to be in the house. So you move done. into the ward. Yeah. Um, and I, I assume you're going to the the ward at that point. Yeah. Was it a Harbor uh, Ward? What was, it was the word Harbor called? Fourth Ward? Harbor Fourth Ward. Okay. Right. Yep. And so we actually, yeah, we were at her parents' ward, and then moved into the when we moved here, we we went to the Harbor okay. Fourth Ward. And was it similar? Like, wow, this is a big ward. Like, oh, it's huge. Yeah, they had, I think it was over seven hundred when we moved in. Wow. And so it was, yeah, like state conference, and. Uh, and so you, everybody good. knew I a mean, split was coming. Yeah, that was the rumor as soon as we mm-hmm. moved in. Um, but it was a good word. We knew Bishop Carter. He's actually a family friend of Kira's family. Mm. So uh, we were, Is he still the bishop of the Fort Worth? He is, okay. yep. And so we were happily surprised when we found out he was our bishop and could make that connection. Um, nice. It was good. It was uh, a busy ward or just a lot of people. And mm-hmm. so it was like... I think everyone kind of tried to just sit in the same spot every week so you'd recognize someone and mm-hmm. could get to know them. But. Yeah. So tell us the story of being called as a bishop. Yeah. We uh, we were actually in California. So this was April of, yeah, this year, I guess. Hasn't been that long. So at that point, you'd only been in the ward two, three months then? Yeah. We'd yeah. been, yeah, three, maybe four months, three okay. months. Um. And we were down in California. We knew a split was coming. And what was your calling at the time in that ward? Uh, I was in the elders' quorum. I was one of the secretaries. I think we had three secretaries oh, okay. in the elders' quorum. Yeah, that just trying to stay on top of stuff. Uh, so that's what I was doing. The we were at a like a leadership course down in California. Got a call from the stake executive secretary asking if we could come in that week, but we were out for the week, and so. You know, you kind of wonder when you get that call and you know a split's coming. And so uh, President Vaudry had actually also come to our house like two weeks before just to, to meet us. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting having the stake president yeah. just randomly show up at the yeah. house. And so I think some some ideas were, you know, there, especially when we got the call. But so then we came in, we got home. Saturday, uh, met with President Vaudry on Sunday, and that's when he extended that calling. Nice. So it was, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know how to even describe the moment, but um, spiritual, overwhelming, mm-hmm. um, you know, exciting, and all, all the emotions, I guess. Wow. And then but about, you've you've been there, so I, maybe I have. You, you know. I yeah, do. It's how do you how do you describe it? Maybe if but, someone interviews me, I've got I've got stories. Okay. I, and my story includes calling the stake president like three days before they're supposed to call me and set me apart and saying I can't do this. Yeah. But anyways, that's a story. <laughs> that's a teaser. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so uh, and then how much time did they they say you're the bishop? We're doing this in two weeks, ten weeks. Yeah, like, they gave us two weeks. Okay. Um, so it was pretty quick, and we actually had a a trip down to Arizona plan in two weeks. When oh, they someone wanted, told me you weren't when there. They wanted when to they, do it. Yeah. Then they and so the we're like, yeah, we're not going to be there that week that they're creating the ward. Um, and I 
So I think they they announced it. From what I heard, they announced, yeah, your your bishop's out of town, so we'll we'll do that uh-huh. next week. And everyone's kind of looking around, like, who's not here? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> so they didn't it's, announce your name. No. Okay. No, not there. So they create the they do the split. They announce, but they don't announce who the new bishop is. Yeah. They didn't announce your counselors or anything. They did. Um, I mean, I hope I'm remembering this right, but I I believe they had Brother Jardine stand up to be sustained. Um to be ordained a high priest. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of gives So he, he's in the mix. Away. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, we were gone that weekend and then came back the following week, which was the first week of, of the Harbor Ninth Ward mm-hmm. meeting in, in our building. And that's when they, that's interesting. They did it all. So, um, you know, I served as a bishop for a time and then got called from bishop into a state presidency and I was out of town as well. And uh-huh. so I did my like, I actually met with Elder Rasband over Zoom, right? And then I get this phone call telling me I'm called. And then the, during state conference, I wasn't there. So they brought my wife up to do the whole like, oh, okay. well, he's not here. So we'll have his <laughs> wife come up and talk. And anyways, and I'm getting text messages like, ding, ding, ding. You know, anyway, so it's a, it's a good way it's to do funny. it, in my sure. opinion. Just yeah. <laughs> sit the week out and let the Takes the drama roll over. So, there you go. Um, so then you come back and then they're like, all right, Bishop Reichstaff yeah. is here. Let's do this. Right. Yeah. And it was... Uh, I don't, it was great. Like I, those first few weeks in the ward, it was so small and just a great community, and everyone knew each other. Um, I'm trying to envision our to ward to, as small, yeah, but right? it, it really was, huh? It's exploded <laughs> since. So we didn't. Yeah. I don't. We didn't even open any curtains. Um, wow. But it was. Yeah, it was. I like for me the best part of being a bishop is just getting to know everyone here mm-hmm. and moving in. Um, mm-hmm. And so that was great. But yeah. there's there's a lot to it that I thought, you know, uh, I've been in a bishopric before. This will, yeah, yeah. Sm- smooth sailing. Yeah, let's just do yeah, that, sure. that again. We'll you just know? do that again. And it's not. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. it's, you know, it's been, uh, it's been awesome being in this area. Yeah. With all the growth. That's cool. And then, so picking your counselors, were you uh-huh. familiar with... Both your counselors a little bit, or uh, no, no. Nope. Yeah. So that that was part of just being here and not not really so you knowing were, them. You were relying on revelation for that part. Uh, totally, <laughs> I had met Brother Mossville, so he lives pretty close. Uh-huh. Um, we had met um, and had some interaction at church in the fourth ward before then. But yeah, it was total. Just praying and yeah, you know, and hopefully, please, l- please let me know what's supposed to happen. Yeah, well, it seems so, like you picked well. I mean, they it's, they do a great job. It's been yeah, they've been great and really just all the callings. It's that's been that same experience of, um, I mean, it's you know, it's different now as we've got to know people, but that first round of callings and ward council and presidents, it's it was all just prayer and fasting and like. Please let me know who's going to be good at this and yeah. who's who should be here. And um, you know, for that reason, I have no doubt that those that we've called are where they're supposed to be and and in the right place. And you know, every week that's just that's just uh, confirmed to me because yeah. we have great great people in our mm-hmm. Lord. Mm-hmm. And um, so, one question I always ask bishops yeah. is, uh, "What keeps you up at night? What would you say to the ward? Like, what what do you worry about as a bishop?" Yeah, I think for me, it's just the rapid growth and not wanting 
people to feel lost mm-hmm. coming here and um, not not wanting them to feel alone and and whether that's youth or adults or in primary like there's just so much to to manage with new families coming in mm-hmm. and making sure that that people feel loved and welcome and yeah. so I think like I said we've got awesome leaders that that do great at that yeah and so yeah I think that's you know what I'm what I'm, yeah what I'm worried about like I I love to just have a, an awesome relationship and friendship with everyone and yeah it, it's uh yeah, it's time. I'm, I'm always trying to remind myself, the, the ward where I was a bishop was a very transient ward, and mm-hmm. I remember a few members coming to me being like, I feel like nobody's welcoming or reaching out. And I said, I want you to know everybody's new. So yeah. if nobody's reaching out to you, that's because they're wondering why you're not reaching out to them, right? Sure. So in this yeah. ward, I'm trying to remind, like, just even if you don't know if the person's new, just, hey, I'm Kurt, what's your name? You know, right. like, just just yeah. reach out and and start making connections. You sure. Know? And I'm, I'm probably horrible. Like, I hope I haven't offended anyone asking for... Who's who's what people's names are multiple times? But yeah, I yeah. think you know you just you you reach out and you that's how you get to know people yeah. is the uh, the time together and yeah, kind of stepping out of your your comfort zone and and, and a bit it's difficult because in you know the perfect world it's like the bishopric comes over and sits in your living room in the first week, but here yeah. it's like you're reading nine families in each week yeah. it seems so it's like it's physically not possible for the bishop to be there in your home, you know, so sure. people know that, Hey, he's, you're yeah. doing your best, you know? Yeah. So. Well, yeah. Hopefully people know I'm not, not on a pedestal, like I <laughs> right. said. So we're just, uh, we're all in it together and yeah. that's great. And I think, you know, I've seen that like people moving in, there's a lot of, um, a lot of us that are excited to be here and a lot of, a lot of people have kind of stepped up and, and mm-hmm. got to know their neighbors and reached out. And, yeah. um, so that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the best thing like members of the ward could do is just, just make a connection or two, you yeah. know, reach out to your neighbors, you know, see them at church or whatever and yeah. do your best there. You know? Yeah. I, so I mentioned my grandpa one saying that he, I don't know where he came up with it. If he read it somewhere, kind of came up with it on his own, but he always, he kind of printed off cards for us one year that said every relationship or every transaction is relationship based. Hmm. And so meaning like whether you're checking out at a grocery store or you're going to church or like anything you do in life is affected by the relationship that you have with that person that you're transaction or whatever, whatever the event is, what you're doing. And so relationships are huge. Um, just finding ways to relate with people and reaching out and being open. If someone's reaching out to you just to, to build those relationships and once those are kind of formed and growing, then it just spreads like wildfire. So, yeah. Anything else as far as like the vision of the ward or what, what you like Yeah, as people move in and listen to this, I mean, what do you want them to know about the ward? I think we, so we met, I think it was our first fifth Sunday. I'm trying to remember if that was April or I think it was. We did just a, we didn't have any teachers called, so we just did a combined fifth Sunday type lesson uh, where we talked about goals in the ward and like what the vision was for the ward. And a lot of the big things that came up were just unity and like a, a, a place that's safe and welcome for everyone. And so I think just as much as we can develop that culture with those that we're interacting with, like it's it's just going to be such a great place to live and be and 
and be welcoming to people. And it, it's like it has an effect at church, and it makes church a better place. But it, if we can be like that, it's going to make our neighborhoods a better place yeah. too. And, and I think that's what everyone wants. So yeah. I think just – and this this neighborhood's great. Like people are out on walks, and I never knew so many dogs could be in one place. But <laughs> there's tons of dogs and people yeah. walking dogs. And so – you know, just say hi to your neighbors and, and get to know those around you. Yeah. Because we've got, we've got a lot of good people in our neighborhoods that don't come to church. And so yeah, I think just building that community is, is what everyone wants. So Yeah. So we're recording this at the end of December of 2023. So when people yeah. ask you, obviously the word is growing, is very big. When people ask you about, well, are they splitting? I mean, <laughs> what are you advised to say? Um, it's inevitable, I yeah. guess. You know, it's... There's the, a lot of empty houses still. Sure. You know? So it's, yeah. It's growing, and who knows when it will stop. So mm-hmm. I think just be open to change and know that change is, is happening and and be willing to kind of step up and, and put in the work to yeah be there and, you know, make a difference. I think it's great to, you know, we're the first ones in this area. It's, I don't know of too many people that have moved out and have new new houses and there's some and but but even then it's like we're the first ones here and we can make this area what we want it to be yeah i love that very yeah. good uh anything else about being bishop or the ward or that we haven't hit on no not i can think of just come to church yeah right, <laughs> right? <laughs> this podcast is not a replacement for a church so awesome um anything else about your life Hobbies, um, side gigs? No, not very artistic. So, <laughs> and <laughs> it, the, might well, be, it might be a plug for something else, but um, yeah. yeah, the the world needs engineers. So it's we're true. glad because yeah. I could never do it. So I'm glad that you're willing. <laughs> yeah, and we're wired that way. So it's great. I mean, that's what everyone's so unique and has so much to offer. Yeah, cool. All right, as we yeah. wrap up, we're gonna get in a time machine. We're gonna go a hundred years into the future. And you get out of your, your DeLorean and you speak <laughs> to your posterity. Uh, what, what message would you want yeah. for your posterity? I would say, you know, be yourself. Don't, uh, there's so many influences in the world. And I probably tell this to my kids already, but just be who you are. Don't be afraid to be honest with yourself and what that is. Um, and just love yourself and love those around you and I think the less isolated you can be and the more you can reach out to those around you the bigger difference it'll make in your life so I hope that my whatever that is great 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 grandkids can live that way